wearing his PlayStation shirt again. Traitor. Yes. Nope. And is somebody from Outside Heroes coming today? We are live, everybody. Uh, Saturn Dave here. We've got Traino Co. We've got Knight of Dragon, Sea Win. We've got Pandemonium, Nick, and we've got Zenos Interactive all in the chat here. And it is an open forum. So if you guys want to join us in the Discord, we'll just add to the little Brady Bunch faces here. And uh, yeah, we're going to be doing a first ever completely live Shiro podcast. Not to be confused with the Shiro show, which we do on, on uh, Fridays. This is a proper Saturn Day stream. Well, How you doing? Happy Dave. Saturn Day. Yeah, happy Saturn Day. Something dropped um, this morning. Saturn, yeah, something <laughs> dropped this morning that was huge. You guys want to talk about the elephant in the room? Gross, you shouldn't uh, talk about that on stream. That's inappropriate, Dave. <laughs> yeah, you we can't. About your bodily functions. The elephant might be shy. Our own Nick finally, finally crapped out his video that he's been <laughs> that he's it's he's been stopped up for like the, the past two months I, I, yeah that's right it was it's been building up for a long time i finally uh took some over-the-counter medications and uh dumped out the nba jam tournament edition review and uh, boy was it a doozy dude <laughs> in a good I way did not yeah thank you i i did not think it would be this long like i i always joke like say you know oh this video won't be more than a half hour and then patrick will laugh at me and then uh, lo and behold here we are it's uh, not less than a half hour <laughs> um, I'm, I'm still wait i'm still waiting for it to be longer than an extended edition of, of lord of the rings so i can make money <laughs> for that too be like, that one of these really, days it's gonna be it's gonna be like that button the guy presses lord of the rings it's send yeah. cut pandemonium's new video <laughs> nice <laughs> You know, um, I th it, it, we'll see. I mean, I think the next time I drop a video that's actually a half hour long, people are just going to be pissed. But um, <laughs> no, why this is, one surprised why me. Not, why is it not three hours? What the heck? Right, yeah. <laughs> Oops. You can always make a, a one minute too long didn't watch version. Like, yeah. speed, it, speed it up by 1,200%. Exactly. Just Hannah do like Williams a speed runs his reviews. Quick summary: Virtua Racing, Yu Suzuki made it. Americans Good. ported it without the source code. They had a great time. The end. <laughs> That's all we there need. you go. And you don't have to watch that video anymore. I saved you an hour and twenty minutes. Um, but yeah, no, I didn't expect the jam video to be this long. It's just the more I found out about the game's history and spoke with the ports developers, the more kept coming out that really wasn't found anywhere else. And so I'm like, well, I got to put it in. Mm -hmm. And it, yeah, there was a, definitely a heck of a story with it. And uh, if you got some time and you, and you like 90s video game history, uh, give it a whirl. See what you think. What about, um, what about if you don't like 90s video game history? And, you know, watch... Um, uh anything you're else <laughs> then you're a bad yeah. person hey there uh, you go. true story <laughs> this morning i sold a bunch of genesis games like box genesis games and, and a few loose carts and the guy uh who i the, the guy who i sold it to is like oh i've got a couple copies of jam te and i was like you know my a good friend of mine just put out a documentary this morning <laughs> on nba jam he was like no really <laughs> And so, yeah, like right there, he like typed it into his phone and he's like, okay, I know what I'm watching tonight. 
Oh, that's great. That's yeah. wonderful. Well, I, I, I hope he enjoys it. <laughs> that might have been the downvote. Yeah. I didn't sell my 32x version, but I did sell him a copy on the Genesis. But anyway. The 32x um, port's pretty good. I'd recommend keeping it. Yeah, um, that, yeah. That, I think it was you that said that, or Genovi, or some, somebody told me that, so I knew like I shouldn't get rid of this. Yeah. But anyway, Steve Snake's magnum opus. <laughs> that's right. That's right. It was Steve Snake. What a cool name, right? Um, I know. But just so that we don't get uh, trapped in this conversation, I'm just curious. Like, what are right. you guys doing for Halloween? It's tomorrow. Any anybody doing anything? Working. I'm gonna play some horror games in the in the morning. I'm gonna go to my parents and hang out, and that's it. I did my Halloween nice. party yesterday, and I'm doing something tonight. So, tonight my wife and I are having a, a, a Scooby party where we're gonna watch uh, the the Zombie Island Scooby movie, and we have an assortment of Scooby Doo related snacks. And uh, yeah, it's the plan. And then tomorrow, the ones afterwards. <laughs> we might. I, uh, I I subscribe to Boomerang on on the smart TV, and it's got like I, pretty much every single Scooby movie on it, as well as every episode of the show. So, um, we, yeah, we had definitely when, good. The Land Before Time movie sequels or the Scooby Doo movies. I wonder how many would win in terms of content. Oh, sheer volume. Movie. Probably the yeah. Scooby movies. I think it's just got more years on it. Fair enough, but yeah, I I lost. I think there's more there's more Landport Time movies than Final Fantasy games, to be honest. You're probably right. So I'll look it up here. Yeah, so I just think uh, you went up to sixteen Land Before Time. Jeez. Um, recapping the week. Oh, what what Zenos? Uh, I can. I I loved Halloween as a kid because I lived in America. Uh, during grade school and for years to come I always decorated for Halloween but I don't know it's a contentious theme in Germany because it's it's somewhat seen as American cultural imperialism that it gets imported here and some love it and make Halloween parties and others say no it's not part of the holiday, holiday calendar here so I don't know right I know that people just don't know how to have fun <laughs> then the, the next day over i think on first november we have allerheiligen which is the the festival of all saints mm. which is not quite as fun? spectacular as halloween what <laughs> is that get celebrated just like family gatherings and such no we just take the day off and don't know what it means Oh hell yeah! Those are those are the best holidays. <laughs> well, just to um, just to quickly recap the week before we go directly into uh, talking about games and stuff like that. Um, so I know Pat basically had to run the show yesterday by himself for the most part. I mean, he had he had Emerald with him because my voice was gone and it's still kind of gone as you can hear. But I mean, it's back enough that I can you know sit in with you guys. And uh, yeah, Pat. we had you know. We had C Win announce the huge dropping of his uh, GB Color Sakura Wars oh, game. Yeah, you got it's gonna be good. Knight of Dragon who put together all these excellent Halloween saves that we're going to be actually talking about on the cast. Uh, we talked about them on the show yesterday, but for for the folks who just kind of listen to the podcast, it'll be good information for them as well. Nick, of course, dropped his jam video this morning, which was highly anticipated. I imagine 
folks will be watching that for like the next month, <laughs> you know, <laughs> until the next thing comes out, you know, I'll be re watching it. Virtual uh, cops next, so. Oh yeah, I, I just got a live update on what I'm doing for Halloween. Uh, the thing I'm doing tonight is canceled, so. Oh, <laughs> okay, then. Okay. You're just gonna get a forty, and you're gonna. <laughs> I'm, I'm just gonna cry. I'm just gonna cry in, into my 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 sleeves. Yeah, and and maybe play some some uh, overlooked Halloween games, right? There you go. Or are you already yeah. done? You're done doing your homework, your video game homework, and now you're gonna play some good games. No, I'm just kidding. Speedrun Dread. Oh, that one. I already, I already beat Dread. <clears throat> you beat it, but did you speedrun it? gotta do the less than two hour playthrough to unlock no, a background unless they don't do that in this game all right fair enough <laughs> right. too lazy i'm gonna probably just cry into, into my glass of wine i need to did, find uh, did, did somebody do the third retro game jam on on itch.io i think panda from panda pandemonium did a game on there and somebody else also did a game i forgot but um, i didn't make a game no we're we talking about blue skies are we talking about emerald putting up blue skies or maybe but there was also another sega extreme member i don't know you're not the guy making that panda game rocket panda no i uh i'm not i i'm i would not be able to make video games well <laughs> I would have to do a, a I, this, great it, deal more it, coursework to be able to do that. So it was just a mental connection. I thought because it was a panda. Because <laughs> it's got pandas. I mean, I want to play it now. <laughs> you've, you've yeah, it will. My and, anything panda related that is is automatically uh, Nick. So he does the conservation of pandas at all the zoos. That's right. He, uh, he played. He he wrote the movie, the TV show Pandemonium back in the back in the 60s, 70s or whatever. Hmm. He, uh, he added pandas to Minecraft in that one update. Yeah, yeah, yeah that was me. All, all him. He added pandas to WoW, and he made that movie Kung Fu Panda. I animated and voiced the entire motion picture, and it's he, he he was the Jack Black. We got uh, we got uh, AM twenty five saying hey, and and Cheo Chessman. I think I'm saying that right in the in the chat. You guys feel free to come in to the Discord if you want. To join us otherwise you guys can stay stick up you know you can hang out in the comments that's cool too um but yeah so today we're actually going to be talking about over often overlooked or you know kind of like lesser known halloween games or games that actually have really uh really pronounced halloween elements in them but people just don't really talk about them for halloween because they're not specifically halloween games and uh and yeah, I'm kind of trying to, I'm kind of moving things along, I guess, you know, just to keep everybody on topic and make sure that we finish on time. Because uh, we've got Absolutely. until three to, you know, wrap things up. So I think that, uh, Pat, you're going to kick it off, right? Uh, I'm going to kick something, all right. Well, what game did, uh, what game did you focus on playing for this well, discussion? Uh, to be honest, I didn't kick it off. The game kicked me several <laughs> times. And probably the Gronal region, but it's called Space Hulk Vengeance of the Blood Angel, based off the cluster of an confusing series called Warhammer 40k by Games Workshop. Games published by EA, developed by Key Games, and released in 1996, the year of our Lord and Savior, the Saturn. 
I think. Anyways, oh, okay. uh, basically it's a... The closest way I can describe the game is that it's kind of like Rainbow Six in a way. So basically what you do is that you... It's a mix of first pursuit and sort of a tactical fighting game. Or fa fighting game. So it's placed in sort of the Warhammer 40k universe. And it's accessible to the PC game Space Hulk from 1993, which was... A Doom clone, but yeah, as you can see right there, there's these two two doors. The left goes into like these these game mode challenge modes, and the right goes into the story mode. We have to stop the Space Hulk, which I'm not entirely sure what it is from what I've played of it. It's like uh, like a giant mass of something in space that's gonna do bad things. Honestly, I'm pretty bad with the Warhammer 40k universe. I've been playing the game, the game, the role playing games and stuff for like ten years, and I still don't know what the fuck it, what it's about. It's the Gene Stealers, right? They're uh, yeah, the tier they're tyrannids. There's gene stealer tyrannids. It's it's weird. They're like a sub army or something. Mm -hmm. but yeah, my roommate knows a lot more. He's a bigger Warhammer 40k than I. He he reads all the books. He plays the tabletop. He has the he has like the the the, the body pillows of the Space Marines. He is a whole <laughs> bang. He's a big he's a big Warhammer <laughs> Warhammer. You gotta man. have he, those body a, pillows. Yeah, I mean, you just got to get the Gene Stealers and uh, and uh, Blood... But he plays the Blood Angels, which is another faction of the Space Marine Army. Uh, there's, like, 25 factions of these guys. Like, There's, like, the Blood Angels. There's, like, Sisters of Bat... There's, like, so many things, like, the Terran area. Like, it's just insane, but... I noticed this game, the Saturn version, has a lot of play modes. Like, a lot of different content. Yeah. Um, I was playing a little, little bit, and I was... I think my the weirdest thing is that I was playing one of the missions and there's a thing we have to have you have the flamer unit and if you use all the flame out you lose instantly. But the weird thing is is that the yeah here you just die like instantaneously. <laughs> it's kind of a bunch of BS. Yeah, and then they just keep wrecking you because you don't check right. But yeah, the, there's the flamer unit and if you use like more than one flame round or two flames, it's out and then you lose the mission. And like it does that, it just goes back to the screen. It's like, oh, please wait. You like lost all your units because you're stupid. And it's like the guy insults you in a British accent. <laughs> but overall, I really enjoy the game. There's multiple ways to play. You could play the you play the the one side, which is the story mode, which I like a lot more, and then the Rainbow Six style missions that Dave's trying. Mm -hmm. um, it's uh it's an interesting game. Uh, it's very hard though. Like the controls are very sensitive, so and not responsive you'll, you'll hit the side thing and you might get caught like you like if you get caught on a wall you're not able to turn around and then they just wreck you but the gene stealers i, I believe the gene stealers just tyrants are super fast to the to the point where if you see them come down the hallway and you just start turning around you're you're dead there's no way you're gonna turn in time it's just so slow just to try to turn around you get stuck on walls very easily because they want to make it realistic but i mean having your shoulder pad stuck on the wall is kind of uh kind of kind of not a great gameplay uh gameplay experience so um would you say that this game is scary or that it has any kind of scary vibe to it because we we asked folks in the chat uh a few weeks back like what would you consider a scary game or you know something that would qualify as a good game to play on halloween and this game kept coming up folks kept mentioning space hulk it's a very eerie game. It's a very, like, the, the whole game, is, especially the way that you die is kind of like, I don't know, it's very, I like the way that you die, though. It's like very, uh, very, very apropos with the universe, if that makes any sense. It has a very Metroid Prime 
S5 where you were constantly I think this game would drive me crazy uh, yeah, and I couldn't no, play I, it for I, long I agree and, and and just like Metroid Prime it has a very poor gameplay style so it, Metroid Prime has what? <laughs> oh yeah Pat does not like Prime and no. Nick does I think Nick loves Prime hey, right? I'm the opposite yeah it's it's the best game ever made game. yeah it's exactly it's so good no it's, um, it's, it's really but, good I, I was just trying to get, trying to get the bait out for Nick but he 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 caught he didn't he didn't get the bait take the bait I, so he won it was the bait for Anon I I recognized the bait you I think the funniest the thing is that when you die he says he says like you've died and I'm like if I'm dead like yeah. I can't hear you say that <laughs> you've died <laughs> Just I'm so like, you know, you, just so you're you know. no longer alive. Yeah, but yeah, the 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 universe of of Warhammer is very convoluted and crazy. But I try to ask a couple people and to break down the universe, and essentially, everyone's incompetent and starts wars, and the orcs are just having fun. Nice. That Gotta really is fun. is the breakdown of the entirety of the Warhammer universe. It's both takes itself super seriously and not seriously at the same time. Mm-hmm. It's so, a good sport. Uh, as long as everybody has fun. And the orcs, they're having fun. Exactly. So everyone Number one rule. everyone's not having a good time, but the or the orcs are and they're hey. but they they're basically carried on for the Warhammer, like the their fantasy the fantasy universe. And they literally are just a troll a troll like faction stuff, so a lot of their lore isn't taken as seriously as like, oh, well, this is the Imperium of Man. This is a universe where everyone's miserable and everyone's turned to space marines and pumped with drugs to fight the Tyranid, to Tyranid thing. And and if you're on like the the, the home world of of the Imperium, you're pretty much gonna die or have a horrible life. And the best case scenario of, of you is just of just dying as a, at a gene stealer colony attacking you. <laughs> and the orcs are like, yep, we're orcs. <laughs> we're, we're we're gonna become we're gonna pretend we're tanks and like mentally destroy you it's like uh, okay so when i first heard about this game like years ago or whenever i first saw it i thought it was about the incredible hulk in space and was very quickly disappointed when i found out that that was not the not what it's about and just in general i've i i rarely ever hear anybody say anything good about it uh pat would you say this is a game that's worth trying out now that you've given some time to it or do you think it's a stinker just like pretty much everybody else says so on my scale of uh, of Metroid Prime, all the Snatcher with Metroid Prime being the worst. It's good bait. Good bait. <laughs> probably, <laughs> probably. Um, let me see. I probably give it like a middle of the road. I think it's interesting, and I think there. if I put more time into it, I could be really good at it. I like it. I would enjoy it a lot more. But I I, I like the concept of it. It's like it's it's a really early Rainbow Six, and I kind of like that that style. And I just think the creepiness in the in the uh, stuff. If the controls are just slightly better, I think it'd be a great game, in my opinion. I think it's one of those games that was. Games. Do you think it was tolerated more in like the mid '90s than it would be nowadays? Tolerated more in the mid '90s, uh, probably because the mid '90s the controls weren't that great for a lot of games that are first-person shooter-based. Like sure. even Rainbow Six had some pretty bad controls back then. What were the uh, first-person shooters on console back in those days? Was Goldeneye even out at that time? Oh. Uh, yeah, Goldeneye was out of... No, wait, that's 96. No, 97. <laughs> Goldeneye didn't come out to 97. But uh, Rainbow Six came out, I think, after Goldeneye. I think that was 99 or 98. Yeah. I could be so wrong. This is definitely, you know, the early, the early days. 
So, yeah, so this, according to my crazy spreadsheet, came out on uh, September 18th, 1996, at least in North America. Um, and yeah, I'm sure it came out uh, in Europe, if it did get a European release, probably at around the same time. How far away do you think this game is for a review for you? Well, it would be episode 113, so... Oh, wow. <laughs> well, wait, oh, <laughs> That's crazy. Because so, yeah. it was like... Yeah. Game take you? I, I have an idea. We, Dave and Pat are just going to announce that this is going to be a very quick project and that people should just hack the game to make better controls and then it's going to turn into a real project and we're going to yeah. get a better Space Hulk. I personally yeah. like the game. I, I agree the controls are frustrating. You die a lot. The vibe is good though. Like I really do yeah. like the the kind of like uh, aliens kind of vibe, you know? I mean it definitely borrows from that for sure. You're going down corridors getting uh these like sneak attacks from the aliens, but it is kind of cool being able to see them on the map come after you does kind of give you like a little bit of a heads up and you can like see that if you're shooting into a corridor they'll like take the other way around and try to like be smart and like get you the other yeah. way um it it's fun it's fun in small doses i'd say that it's better than uh another not so great game that i do kind of like which is that uh robotica like i actually kind of like robotica oh, dude yeah <laughs> i kind of like robotica too yeah right there's something about it it's it's gritty it's, nice. it's not great you know that it's not a great game but you kind of like it anyway and this frame is one rates of those... like you know about three or four frames yeah. per second at some points but like it, yeah. it's good it does what it does well there's you something know? about it for sure so th that's how i feel about this game it's not it's not great but i forgive it some you know and i th actually think yeah. back in the day people thought it was like you know the shit. <laughs> no, no, of course not. <laughs> it, it, yeah, it just remove remove the t the the in the front of it, and that's what. Right, right, right. right. Yeah, but, it yeah. out. but I uh, I'm surprised people think it's bad because I found it on the top 100 Saturn games list on Retro Sanctuary, and that's why I downloaded it. I didn't I didn't play it long, but mm. I'm surprised people don't like it. But I'm surprised about many games where people don't don't actually like them like donkey kong 64 or pilot wing 64 it's just baffling to me or metroid, how... or metroid prime yeah, yeah that's really that baffling yeah. that's like you're <laughs> probably the only person i've ever met even zero punctuation loves metroid prime you're the only one who doesn't <laughs> and res evil 4 like <laughs> he's like you know jam hater yeah hey, I'll, I'll take some video games too I, I hate earthbound and metal gear solid 2 Oh lordy! Uh, to be honest, I'm a very Metal Gear Solid fan, and Metal Gear Solid 2 actually is my least favorite Metal Gear game. I can understand First not Metal liking Gear. Earthbound, but hating it—I don't know. Yeah. That's Hold okay. On, though. <laughs> I think I think my issue with Earthbound is that it led to the creation of uh, Undertale, and that is probably the worst thing that happened to video games ever. So I love Undertale I because of all the stupid memes people make of it. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. Why do you hate Undertale and Earthbound? It's all right okay well getting back on topic uh yeah, okay so so yeah, yeah you know anyways, i just want to say that i just want to say that once you do space hulk hit me up because i want to collab on that yeah for the review nick hit me up sounds like that. it's gonna be a while though absolutely <laughs> i had to you cough fly, sorry actually, speaking of nick though then, oh yeah, his, yeah well, he's up to the next game he's got next 
I noticed this game was called Roberta Williams Phantasmagoria. In I'm like grab in some water. I don't know. I just like something got in my throat. BRB. Uh oh, it's communicable. Yeah, it, was, it was me. It was me con cons consistently making fun of Metroid Prime. I, I gave oh, I gave Nick my laryngitis. Next up, yeah. So next up, we've got uh, Phantasmagoria, which is like a PC, a Sierra Online PC game. But um, when you go on, I'm better. When you go on Moby Games, <laughs> uh, I noticed like the title is Roberta Williams Phantasmagoria. So, I'm yeah, I, yeah. The title varies wildly. Yeah. Just real quick before we do move on, I, I did notice that in the in, in for Space Hulk, so it came out in Europe the same month it came in North America. It also went to Australia and Brazil, but not in Japan. If you look at the critic reviews, most of them are actually positive. Those are all European reviewers. The American reviewers didn't touch this one. Hmm. Uh, is it because it's like this game's too bad for me or? I don't know. <laughs> Not sure. I mean, it wasn't like it was in 96, so it was still like at the probably the height of American popularity for the Saturn. So I don't know what's up with that. Interesting. I mean, it didn't even come out in Europe, did it? It did, did, didn't. Space Hulk did, yeah. Oh, oh, I thought I thought you meant to. I yeah, mean, I thought you meant Phantasmagoria. I thought we were talking about. Phantasm. Oh no, okay. I just want to get that about Space Hulk. Real I quick. got you. I got you. Okay. Uh, well, yeah, yeah. The European, the Europeans love love uh, Warhammer stuff. That's that's the UK's trademark. It's like. T crumpets and Warhammer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> T crumpets. T crumpets and Warhammer. We gotta get that on a shirt. Um, Games Workshop everywhere. Right. None of our none of our UK Discord members are here to defend themselves, so we'll just move right along. <laughs> Phantasmagoria. This is a this is a controversial video game. Just some content warning. Uh, the topics of sex assault and extreme violence do come up. Um. It was a FMV game for the PC, a Sierra Entertainment joint, and um, it was primarily produced by uh, Sierra co-founder Roberta Williams. Um, basically, this was her, you know, big project. And uh, it, <clears throat> if I remember correctly, this did get like this did generate a giant amount of controversy for its violence. And uh, like, if you thought Night Trap was like, oh, this is violent no it, this is this is actually <laughs> this is like what they should have been concerned about but um you know art is art and horror is horror so, so it's gonna have its you know gritty stuff every now and then but i do believe it got um i don't remember exactly where it got banned from but this this is one of those games that got banned in multiple countries mm. uh well, if not, memory it serves correct in europe so we could probably take a guess what country it was banned in or sorry what <laughs> continent and country sorry Europe is not a country, so ignore me. Probably in Germany. I believe, yeah, yeah I believe that's Germany. one of them. Yeah, I, um, it, um, you, 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 you play as Adrian, um, in this point and click FMV adventure game. Moved into an old mansion in the middle of Massachusetts with her photographer husband, Don. Um, might be called Donald for real in like the English version, but she uh, frequently refers to him as Don in this Japanese Sega Saturn version of the game. Right after moving in, Adrian's getting some pretty bad, uh, horrific nightmares, some really weird encounters. Like there's this one point where she lays on a bed while exploring the house at the beginning and like hands come out of the bed and grab her and then they go away. And Don goes in and he's like, oh, what's wrong? And Adrian's like, there were hands coming out of the bed. And Don was like, 
let me gaslight you. And then um, <laughs> at least I can only assume, again, I've been playing this in Japanese. So I, that, that, that appeared to be what happened. I, I have not played the English version of this game. <laughs> um, does, does Dawn try, cry Adrian at any point in the game? <laughs> uh, he has to fight a bunch yet. of really bulky guys. <laughs> I saw so, one recently too. The end of chapter one, while exploring the house, Adrian finds this box. She opens it up, and this like green cloud crap comes out, and basically possesses her husband Don. And this is when, and then Don becomes like really short with her and really testy and just like just super pissy at her all the time, and he's just mean. He wasn't mean before, so so uh, in the game you. You click around doors, you click around moving through the, the rooms of this giant, like, old, big four-floor mansion. And um, you try doors, open locked doors for about 40 seconds. She'll jiggle the handle, look through the lock, jiggle the handle again, shrug her shoulders, shake her head no at the door, try it again, and then give up. And then you will accidentally click the door a second additional time, and Adrian will, again, jiggle the handle, look at the lock, jiggle the handle again, shake her arms, shake her head, try the door again, and then give up. She will do this. Just about half of the doors in this house. <laughs> um, I like how they had to do, like, a 20-second animation just for that. Yeah, <laughs> like they they spend a lar a large amount of time of uh, of showing you Adrian trying to open things that she cannot open. That's probably the majority of the game. <laughs> um, it's uh, it was very difficult to uh, play it without a guide. Um, mm. You know, uh, you can play this with a guide, and I think even in English, it's probably difficult to figure out what you're supposed to do and figure out the puzzles. Um, but uh, I, if you're going to try this out, I recommend exploring the house and driving into the town with the lighthouse and exploring that area, just so you're familiar with the area. Talk to its inhabitants, collect items if you can, and uh, eventually those items will be useful to progress the game. Um, can, you, can you die? Uh, so far, I have not died. <laughs> I've not gotten to a point where I've been able to die. This is a, um, the Sega Saturn port of Phantasmagoria was re-released as Phantasm and only came out in Japan. Um, and this is the game's only console port, according to, uh, various web pages online. Yeah. Um, it's eight discs. That's what I was wondering. Yeah. According to Sega Retro, um, it taking up eight discs makes it the largest of any Saturn game. No other Saturn game takes up eight discs. And I no think the PC kidding. version takes up seven. So, um, Same. is that just like buy, they didn't compromise on the FMV quality or there was just like a ton of. I mean, the FMV quality is lesser than it is on PC. Huh. But it's yeah. not awful. It's not like it's not super duper bad. How does it compare but to like, like Trekkie's Cinepack? So, like, would you say uh, that it's like really good for for console FMV? I'm just curious no. why it has to be eight discs. You know, I don't think it's good for Saturn standards. Even it's not bad. It's just somewhere in the middle. Like, huh. like Trekkie stuff is better. Corpse Killers stuff is better. Like it, FMV quality isn't amazing. It's not bad. Oh, you boy, can see everything this, fine. I mean, it's just yeah. I wonder why this never got ports in the United States. Weird. Seems yeah, like that would have been a nightmare to publish, though. That's probably mm -hmm. it's eight discs. That's a lot of eight, eight whopping discs. How do you, you, how do you profit the on that? 
Yeah, like how, how does a publishing <laughs> company profit on eight press discs? It's the thing. Because <laughs> yeah, you need no. a special, you need a special disc, you know, thing to. Okay, like so right. American, you had those thick jewel cases that were like four discs, um, <clears throat> and then the manual, eight discs. I don't even know how they would do. I guess they'd have two of those double wides, right? In a Presume. in like a slip yeah, case. Hey, what you do is trying to find hey, like a picture, is, like a uh, physical. Like maybe double stack Yeah, yeah. I was thinking of it. Have to. You know, K K Kona, uh, Murder of Crows. He talked about this uh, back in like season one or something. He was talking about Phantasmagoria briefly, uh, and he was. I remember him mentioning how many discs there were, and that it would just have been a publishing nightmare. Um, of course, the Japanese. You know, the Saturn was doing well in Japan, and they were hardcore into it. So maybe that's why they like persisted with some of these ports you might know? have been because like but what's get... interesting about this port other than that is that like you, you mentioned that they that they wanted this game but they also censored a ton of the content um really like, really wow. took out a lot of like okay so in in the original game for pc there are scenes where um the wives of a character who used to inhabit the house get get murdered graphically um like in one instance there's like a woman who's like heads locked into a vice and he like shoves organs down her throats until she suffocates to death like things like that really graphic death scenes mm. stuff like that's removed from the saturn port you don't see that mm. there's um there's a rape scene where her husband rapes her and that's also removed from the saturn port you don't see it at all there's no like it's not even like um, alluded to or right? implied yeah. or anything like that. She just, instead of that happening, the morning she wakes up, she just wakes up at the beginning of I think it's chapter four, whenever that takes place, and just carries on with her day. So like, is this not like happened. a yellow label game? It's a yellow label game because there is label. some violence in it. It does have plenty of like horror themes and violent scenes and stuff, especially Jeez. toward the end. But like a lot of the extreme stuff that got it like, <clears throat> you know, banned certain countries um is all removed from the saturn port so sierra did the original game but they actually just outsourced it <clears throat> to a small japanese development company called infinity entertainment technology published by outrigger and infinity only developed two saturn games it was this port which they just renamed phantasm they also did the port called death throttle in japan oh, a vehicular yeah. combat game that ben played it's known better to quarantine. Western PC players as Quarantine, right? And the yeah. PlayStation release was called Hard Rock Cab. So um, that's the only two games they did. And so you, um, I, I found a physical, like a picture of the physical uh, copy on Satakore. And it is a large cardboard box with two four-disc jewel cases inside. Wow. That's insane. Yeah. <laughs> it's that's it's cool. big. Um, I kind of wonder like how much it retailed. Do you know or how much it originally... It originally retailed for yeah um would that be like an 80 dollar or equivalent like an 80 dollar game or something because i mean like you'd make next i don't know man there wouldn't be much profit on that with eight well, press discs according to sega retro it retailed at 98 or 9800 yen uh, which okay. would be like $90. roughly speaking yeah i mean if you uh, the oh, conversion right now says 85 95 like 85 dollars but i'm sure that varies with you know how inflation yeah. affected the two countries and what the conversion rate was back in mm -hmm. was this 1997 mm -hmm. it came out what, what i'm thinking about all the time is like the resident evil 2 port for the n64 which had this 
very good compression algorithm and I yeah yeah I, I would like to see how the video quality in this game compares to this eight I don't know eight megabyte I don't know how big that is sixteen megabyte game on the N sixty four. It was sixty four uh, megabytes on that cart. Angel Studios. Yeah, they crammed it. Yeah, yeah it was insane. Yeah, it was one of the it, biggest... That looks better than Phantasm on the Saturn. Yeah. Like, I, I, they must have done a horrible job compressing it because um, like it doesn't look good and it takes up yeah eight discs it like, sounds like it, if trekkies did this it would have been a four disc game <laughs> would have been yeah yeah exactly like yeah. i was I, I was playing with the guide um i did exploring before i took out the guide but i got to disc two like in less than an hour and, oh wow um, okay i was able to play it on the satiator so it, it works it's you know seems to be ode friendly which is great so you don't have to burn eight discs or pay 140 dollars for a physical copy nice um how do you, you do, do the disc swapping? Uh, it at the end of the disc, it lets you save. You can save nice. at any point and continue nice. your game from virtually anywhere. Cool. Um, so yeah, you just it says, "All right, time to put in disc two. Do you want to save? Yes, no. Hit yes, and then turn and it off. Turn go. it on. Put in disc two, and it picks it up right away. It's really good about that. Cool. So that's actually a pretty good, um, <clears throat> good, good reflection of the developers. Japanese voice acting in this game is pretty funny. Um, well done it's just you know you, you hear the you hear you're, you're looking at adrian this like young petite attractive blonde uh yell in an asian accent don <laughs> don yes yeah it is it's it's funny it reminds me of death mask honestly like the, you know you get uh yeah, yeah. They, they, the, the japanese love to like port pc games they had like zork they had death oh, they, mask they did it they so had, much well so, so many games are like trapped in japan just but they're like these conversions from pc so they're like western pc games that yeah. they only converted exactly Japan. yeah like we it's didn't crazy. even want them <laughs> like, is this, is this like a new cultures sorry go ahead is this like a new death mask project maybe where oh we also <laughs> sounds like we a also... nightmare <laughs> i guess Japanese pc culture is not really that developed so they all just decided to go for where the money was and yeah. the consoles in most oh per se i thought you meant another i thought you meant another because you said pc culture I was like wait what no i mean the most uh well there was i think there was a big pc culture with the pc 88 98 msx but there's also a lot of these uh genres which you only find on uh on pcs in in the western hemisphere you find a lot of them on consoles also from nes like all these visual novels and stuff which you usually associate with a pc and mm -hmm. you didn't get here yeah to be fair though i think a lot of the the, the dos stuff was locked off or the like DOS, the ibm pc stuff was locked off because like the first sort of microsoft stuff was like the msx stuff right it's like some of the first microsoft based hardware or software in japan I don't think like PC and Windows were as popular or a thing over there. At least, at least to my understanding, I'm, I could be wrong. I usually am, but anyway, speaking I, I, to I, I, yeah. well, speaking to Zeno's comment about like doing another project with this game, can you imagine <laughs> though, like how much content that that honestly, you'd have to really love the game. Phantasmagoria. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah. Especially, you'd have to love it and love the censorship. <laughs> Oh, that's like, right. Yeah. You know, you, I mean, again, art is art, but I do think the stuff they censored was like understandable. <laughs> so do you like, think it's a scary game? It, um, it's definitely a spooky game. 
Uh, and I think it, you know, I, I would call, I would consider it a scary game once you get into like the, like later on in the game. I only got to disc four. I'm actually stuck. Um, according to the guide, I'm supposed to be able to progress past this uh, Malcolm's door. I'm knocking on it and I'm trying to present her with Malcolm's book, but the game seems to not let me. I don't know if that's a satiator issue or what. So that's, that's where I'm stuck right now. I'm trying to get past that point. I bet that um, there was something along the way that you didn't do. That you were supposed I to do. I was thinking that there might have been. That's yeah, what happened to me. I, with... I tried looking back, but yeah. yeah. I was with so, Death Mask. I couldn't get into the techno guy's shop because I didn't get his card. And it was mentioned <laughs> in the guide, but it was like one line, one tiny little line yeah. in the guide that if you missed it, you know, because those game fact guides are just like wall of text, right? So it's like I missed this one thing and I had to like go back and figure out like what the heck did I not do? <laughs> But yeah, what I was so. using was not very detailed, which I, I kind of liked because it forced me to like do some of the work myself, which mm -hmm. was nice. Um, but yeah, I think if you were to try to play this game, um, you would have to be a person who liked the original Phantasmagoria mm -hmm. um, and wanted to see what the Japanese variant was like. If, if you are that person, you will enjoy it. You'll know what to do. You'll be able to see the differences and see what they, you know, replaced or took out and stuff and be like, oh, that's interesting. If you're a casual person wanting to play a horror game for the Sega Saturn and you've never played Phantasmagoria, um, I would say this is definitely not the port to start with. Uh, yeah. it, it was a very chill game. Like, I, I felt cozy. Like, there are some horror games you play where it's like it's fall, the leaves are falling, you got a warm cup of beverage next to you, and you're like, all right, I'm going to get spooked, and I'm also comfy. It's like it, mm -hmm. it was those were the vibes I got. I don't know if I'd get the same vibes if I played the PC original, since a lot of the graphic content is more graphic, like much more. Um, um by the way, uh, versions to start with, I'm just looking at the GOG page of Phantasmagoria, and it's 35% off, and it's like $6.50, so... Oh, there you go. That's better than the 140 <laughs> to 180 dollars that it looks to be going for. Yeah, either either, either yeah. pay 140 dollars to play a censored version in a language you can't understand, or play six dollars to play it on GOG. Yeah, uh, the, Much the correct quality. answer is obvious. <laughs> yeah, I did look yeah. around. I I did some snooping around online, and there was a uh, a person on Sega Extreme who showed interest in translating Phantasm. I guess they would be taking the audio from the original game and more or less injecting it into the Japanese game. Mm -hmm. um, I don't think this person, they, they seem to have started in 2020, didn't know where to go, got some help from Trekkies and BBT, and seems to be making progress. Um, there's a user by the name of LG30, and I'm not sure how far along they are now, but it did look like they were making progress. So uh, who knows, maybe at some point LG30 the help of some of the other homebrew people will will finish it i don't know yeah. maybe an english version of this will be patched out for the saturn at some point in the near future it's just the problem there is um do you want to play the censored version um, yeah which, i mean at the end of the, at the, end of the day at the end of the day the correct answer if you didn't already guess is play the pc version and it's like and anyways even if you did have the pc version like there's so many other better uh fmv based games to play <laughs> Like Blade Runner and like even like uh, Don't Fear the Reapers, a, a lot better than this one. Yeah, I see Trekkies Unite is in the in the chat now. Yeah, so yeah. You, uh, according to the forum, you you helped someone at one point um, uh, in 2020 uh, start getting the English audio into the Japanese version of this game. So I, I don't know how far LG30 got, but that was what I saw. So. Mm -hmm. 
also to Jeremy Rutz, I see uh, you also like have an affinity for Scooby Doo, so uh, hell yeah. <laughs> Saw you in the chat earlier. Jesse was Scooby Doo last year for Halloween. Awesome. Like, yeah. That's awesome. Kid. Scooby Doo is awesome. I like the classic Where's he going ones. Is going as this year? He's a creeper from Minecraft. Of course. Of course. Classic. Yep. Can't go wrong. Well, moving right along uh, to keep this ball rolling. Um, so, next up are two games that I want to talk about briefly that are not Halloween games, but they are um, very much, they, I mean, they've got huge amounts of Halloween content and that is Gex and Bug 2. Um, so these are both like platforming games. Obviously Gex is like, Gex is a traditional 2D platforming game by Crystal Dynamics that came out for the 3DO and it was ported to almost like everything under the sun, including the PC, the Saturn, the the PlayStation, um, I don't. It, it's on other stuff too, and I think there were like dumbed down ports of it on Game Boy or something like that. Um, but yeah, when, it's, when it says uh, when it says PSP and Vita, is it does it mean like the digital store that you could download it from? Probably, the, the, that, probably like the, the PlayStation One version. PlayStation One version, I imagine. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, because I just want to make sure because I, I, if they got a port, that'd be kind of insane. Yeah, and I mean you know like so why am i mentioning gex because like first of all the so gex plays out kind of like rayman or something like that like you have like the, this whole themed world and this map is like a cemetery map and so there are several levels there's a lot of content that's just like halloween themed you know you got like the masked jason characters coming at you with chainsaws you got like these floating explodable crts like <laughs> that you, you go near them and they have like a countdown timer and then they just explode You've got like all the wrought iron gates and stuff and the and the and the crumbling, you know, you've got a dude with a guillotine that you have to like get past. Um so um yeah, the the, the cemetery world in Gex is is really is really fun to play, I think. And it's what they toss you into like right from the get-go in the game. And that's the that's the interesting thing that that both of these games share in common. Both Bug 2 and Gex, the very first world that you enter is that the haunted like Halloween world, which as a kid, I always thought that was kind of funny because um, it's typical to have some kind of like haunted or scary level in a game, but usually it's not like the, the first thing that they throw you into when you start up the game. So it's like most people, if, if they haven't played more than a couple levels of Gex, this is all they would know is like the haunted cemetery levels. But um, have you guys played Gex? What do you think about Gex? Yeah, uh, it was Gex night the other night, <laughs> uh, but I played the first couple of levels, and you know, it's not it's not bad. I can see why people liked it back then. Uh, yeah. Do honestly, you... the scariest thing... Yeah, go, go ahead. ahead. I was saying the scariest thing isn't all the monsters. It is my irrational fear that my CRT is going to explode on me and like <laughs> pour, pour bunches of glass into my face. Yeah. It's not a scary game at all. I mean, neither is, neither is Bug 2. It's more like just... Um, they they it's just that comical kind of halloween vibe that they put that they just layer on there so much with all of the tropes you know so it's it's less of a, oh this is i'm playing this game that's scary it's more of just you're playing a really fun you know sit down on the couch play a platformer that's just dripping in like halloween vibe you know you got the mausoleum in the background and the moon uh like the the moon with like a face in it and stuff like that so from an art perspective and music and stuff the game is just dripping with like you know the the vibes you know and then you've got like 
you've got these bouncing coffins, I guess you, you, these coffin lids that you bounce on. And those are like the, the spring platforms that'll, that'll boost you up to another level. Um, it's got a lot of cool platforming stuff going on where you could be jumping sideways, but then <clears throat> much like super Mario world, I think they kind of stole this from super Mario world. You can grab onto the background and, and kind of scale the wall to, to get around, you know, lava or whatever. Um, you know what I'm talking about? Oh yeah, yeah. You can uh, almost like almost like perspective changes instead of being a uh, side to side. Now you you have to yeah. find the walls and then in a vertical. You have to think vertically. And and it, it it's almost like a puzzle, you know, because certain areas you really can't get to unless you figure out how to use that to your advantage. And of course, you've got like the tail whip to dispatch your enemies, but you can also bounce on them with like your spring spring tail and stuff. So, you know, yeah, I, I don't think Gex is like gonna win any awards for being the best platformer but i think that it's a very solid platformer that folks should give more attention if they if they haven't checked it out i think that they should i think it's worth a play uh the saturn version controls better because you got the saturn pad uh the 3do kind of mm -hmm. the 3do was a little slower from what i understand I, or, I mean i have a copy of it and it plays a little slower in, in terms of frame rate and stuff but the color is much better on the 3DO. I always argue they kind of crushed all the blacks uh, when they when they translated over to to Saturn. And uh, and then Bug Two. Have you guys played Bug Two? I was going to say with the uh, Gex is that I I kind of prefer that sequel 100 Gex. Gex enter the Gex. Oh wait, what? <laughs> that was a joke that went over my head. <laughs> it's it's a it's a band. Yeah. Um, so you didn't have anything I, to I, I add. I played the 3D. I played only the 3D versions of Gex, like the sequels. I haven't played the 2D one on Saturn yet. I've really yeah. been wanting to, but just haven't. And I got, I don't know, the 3D Gex games are like, they have a lot of 3D platformer jank. Yes. If that's, yeah, if that's your thing, they're fun. But, if yeah. the, you know, if you want good controls, just don't bother. It's kind of like Spyro before Spy Spyro did it right, you know? like exactly uh, that really yeah. like refined that genre but it's just kind of gex in 3d is kind of like a big collect-a-thon and uh you know i mean of course like mario 64 did it better and, and spyro right. did it better so there's not a whole lot of reason to go back to those but much like you that was my experience growing up i didn't play the 2d gex i was i was a little late to that party so i knew Same. the gex yeah. name but i only got into it with the 3d stuff and so being a saturn fan and kind of like coming back to it i realized wow this is like I kind of just, you know, back in the day, 2D games were derided so much that it's like I never gave that game the time of day just because it was 2D, you know? And then it's like yeah. going back to it, I'm like, this is aged way better than the 3D games. It absolutely you know? has. The yeah. 3D ones, like, you get later on in the games, like, they're okay to start, but you get later on and the controls become not good enough to get past the really hard obstacles and it's just painful. They're, they are painful to play in the second Agreed. half. Yeah. And I mean, bug. No, uh, oh, go ahead, go ahead. I do know younger people that are coming, uh, trying to find Gex for the first time. You know, all the memes are like with Scott the Waz and and uh, yes, and yes. I love the Gex memes that have surfaced. Exactly. <laughs> you know, I'm I, you know I'm 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 of that age where I've never heard of Gex until like the memes about that. You know, I, I played it. You know, it's yeah. not not terrible or anything, but I no. think it, I think people come for the memes, but also stay for. Just the cheesy, the them almost doubling down on the '90s pop culture references, almost like yeah. 
reveling in the fact that this is a date in 90s game. Yes, mm -hmm. and it's very easy to just jump in and have fun, and then you don't, you know, like that. That's the thing is, I, I don't really stick around much longer than the cemetery world because it gets harder. It gets a lot more punishingly harder once you get to like the cartoon land or whatever. And I mean, you're basically trapped in a TV, so all the tropes are basically, you know, like you're in these B horror films or you're in a cartoon, Saturday morning cartoon or whatever. And I mean, it just gets harder, and it's just that that first that first world i guess is really all i need you know <laughs> collecting those vhs tapes and and popping them in the vcr uh well i guess the 3do version has a save feature where you collect vhs tapes and you can save your game like that the saturn version blasts like this since taco night at james earl jones house wow that's really good <laughs> that's a really good <laughs> james that's a really good dana gould impression um but yeah so Another another game that I mean is like I feel like these even though they're completely unrelated but they're on both on Saturn and they're both kind of like not talked about that much. We we did an interview with David Warhol a while back and my appreciation for the bug games just kind of, you know, uh I gained a greater appreciation for the bug games after talking to the developer. I think I think Nick can relate to that, right? With your interviews, absolutely. You, you yeah. interview them and then you understand like what they were up against and kind of like you know what they you know what they did with what they had, and uh, it Doesn't just gives necessarily you necessarily make the game better, but it makes you like it more and understand it more. Yes, and it's, yeah, it changes you, you and your more. appreciation or your understanding or your you know forgiveness of certain things, you know. Exactly. Uh, just kind of like Gen War, you know, which was an amazing, amazing interview yeah. that you did uh, with Leland. But uh, but yeah, no, with Dave Warhol, you know, he he explained how they kind of like had to make their own C compiler to do Bug Two, um, and how they still only used one processor because again, like you explained, <laughs> that, you know, they just didn't. Yeah, it was just too much to mess with. They were just like, forget it. We, Western we, devs really just did not dual process. I mean, they they couldn't. There they was reasoned, no good tooling to get it done. Uh, yeah, it's like ultimately they just reasoned that they could probably squeeze a tiny advantage, uh, a performance um, advantage, with like a monumental effort, you know. And they were just like, okay, that's not yeah. worth the effort. Uh, but yeah, no, um, Weevil Dead Two is the first series of levels in Bug Two. And again, like the soundtrack by Greg Turner is phenomenal. I'm mean, really phenomenal uh, instrumentation and stuff like that in the soundtrack. It's fun. It you know it's a quad scroller, so you're going into the screen or you're going sideways, but you're not really. It's not full 3D. Um, but you know, I mean, you got like the the spin jump to crush your enemies. You've got you got these different moves. All the enemies are, of course, are you know tropes of you know zombies or Frankenstein or whatever. And uh, you're in a graveyard, and you've got like haunted castles and stuff that you're walking in and out of, and so I think it's very, uh, it's very good vibes and good music and just fun. Uh, it's a fun, light-hearted Halloween game to play that I just want to encourage people to know about and try out if they've, if they've done the D and the Enemy Zero and all the other stuff, you know, like we have. We've covered so many Halloween games on like four previous podcasts. Um, you guys have any opinions or thoughts on Bug 2? I'm absolutely in love with the pre-rendered Donkey Kong Country style uh, of art style. I know people don't like it, but I love it. Yeah. It was... I love it too. It was, it was really a big deal back then. Like, 
that was the thing is game consoles couldn't achieve the the look of pre-rendered fmv cutscenes, and so and because you know polygonal graphics were so janky at that time it's like a lot of people really preferred that pre-rendered sprite look you know because then that at least gave you a more like polished uh 3d appearance you know and then other people were just like oh yeah this kind of clashes like uh for example pat you're not a big fan of clockwork knight for that reason because it's kind of like mixing the pre-rendered sprites with the 3d looks a little jank really, right? it's grown on me though it, it, it's starting to grow on me it is i've also noted this noticed that some people just don't just can't uh, differentiate between the two. I, I played with my German friend. Uh, he came over and we played like two Saturn soccer games and I pointed out to him like, okay, this one had like the players were 3D meshes and, and the other one, there were sprites. And he said he saw literally, he saw no difference between them. So I don't know if everybody had the technical knowledge to like say, oh, that's a sprite and that's a 3D yeah. model. Yeah, there was a there. Seawin was talking about like Donkey Kong, and I think to promote that they they uh, distributed a VHS cassette, like this jungle themed VHS cassette, uh, where they like gave you a quote unquote backstage pass into like the the tree house, <laughs> oh, <laughs> the tree house, yeah, which was like radical nineties <laughs> guy and camera movie. Yeah, yes, yes, and they yeah. you know that was like my first as a kid. That was a, that was my first introduction to like. Uh, oh, this is like a wireframe model, and this is how they put a, like a surface on it, and then, and uh, and that actually got me interested in like 3D graphics, you know, doing like Maya or 3D Studio Max, that kind of stuff. Because as a kid, that was just like mind blowing. Like you saw it, you saw it in that, and you saw it in like Jurassic Park, you know, if if you were a kid, and Jurassic Park was huge, so uh, you'd you'd see a lot of you know, a lot of people talking about like, oh, this is how they did the graphics in Jurassic Park, you know. But yeah, so pre-render 3D was like, who who was who was that Emerald? When I was talking about the Saturn's press kit, he was saying like in in '95, all of the best games, all of the highest-rated games, were not 3D true 3D games. They were all pre-rendered 3D games. That year it was like uh, the general public was still that's something they were still going for. But anyway. That's that's me done talking about Bug 2 and Gex. I don't know if anybody else wants to throw in any other comments, but I definitely think folks should play these games if they just want some lighthearted fun on Halloween. Um, it's got all the vibes. It's 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 fun. And it's kid-friendly, too. So, you know, if you don't want to have to have your kids seeing, like, sex scenes or, or just, like, <laughs> gratuitous violence, you know, I can sit my kid down with Bug 2 or Gex and just have them... Oh, I was, was going to say, I hate those <laughs> sex scenes in Gex. Well, I was just don't the gex scenes. Can, just don't can, look at the advertisement for uh, X3D with the Playboy model. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> that's right. Was there like a Tomb Raider um, thing, or was that? That was a family was that with, with Duke Nukem holding a. Oh, that was Duke yeah, Nukem. That's yeah. Right. yeah. Right. All right. Can you save in those games? Like, do you get a password, or can you save? Yeah, bug two has proper saves. Uh, Gex has a password system, which kind of sucks because it's a downgrade from the 3DO version. And why? I have no idea. I mean, because the Saturn has internal 
memory just like and the 3d better save yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. more flexible but they save just memory, decide, but no let's take it out perhaps like, they okay. were just trying to meet like a holiday rush and they're like eh, we don't have time to program in save support so we'll just go with a password system which is exactly what probe did with alien trilogy as <laughs> well they just use a password and system also that sounds like a author. mystery for me to solve in like five years yes yes <laughs> actually gex would be episode 44 so that's not too far off here nice um, Depending on how fast they move along, but yeah, that's weird. The Saturn version is passwords. I definitely <laughs> the, the 3DO before it had saves like that doesn't that's dumb. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. I definitely I want. Always, oh, go ahead. I would always use both in a Saturn game. Like I would always give the, I would always try to give the player both options because. On the N64, I always liked it when the game had the password system because the, the memory pack was so horrible that... Yeah. That's actually a good point. I mean, considering how volatile, unless you have like an FRAM mod or something, considering how volatile memory is these days, sometimes there's a good thing to be said for passwords. Yeah, but I mean, <laughs> having both as an option is fine. It's just only having passwords yeah. when saving yeah, was clearly possible. That's just silly. Yeah, I'm just glad that uh, that Nina pointed out that I didn't real that I thought I was the only one that hated the N64 memory cards. They just never it's... worked for me. I don't know why they're always broken. What they was never the point? Really? Properly. I mean, pack... oh, going to work fine. Yeah, I hate, yeah, I I hate them so much. I hate them so much. I hate them with a passion. I was so happy when Retro Bob announced that they were, were making proper new memory packs. It, they're, they're just normal memory packs, 256 kilobytes, no memory, uh, no SD card like on the PlayStation, which didn't need one because, uh, well, it's 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 good that they have it but uh it's great because but the 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 playstation memory cards they're perfect they i've never had any trouble with playstation memory cards they're great it's just the n64 ones yeah n64 um uh the memory cartridge support is just garbage but i am i have a sneaky suspicion it has to do with the controller pack because it also had issues with the pokemon stadium adapter as well where that one, like, you move it like an inch and it'll disconnect and it gives you an error. Yeah, my my current solution for the N64 memory packs now is to have uh, an EverDrive and a, and a memory pack with no battery in it uh, or a run-out battery and, and then you just save, reset, and then write the, have it have the EverDrive write it manually onto the SD card, and then on the next boot you write it back into the memory pack, which is ridiculous, but that's what it is. Hey, if it works. But yeah, the N64, the control packs are absolute garbage on that on that controller. I don't know if maybe anyone else had the had issues with that in the Pokemon Stadium. I know this is off topic and different system but hey we got playstation saturn and why not some n64 to throw into the mix yeah it's i could go on i shouldn't but the repair function is the worst like let me repair that memory pack for you and then it just corrupts it uh i don't know hmm? what do you mean although it's like that didn't repair it that no, no, it's it's usually a dirty connector, edge socket, and then when you try to repair it, uh, quote-unquote, it just gets a bad signal and just corrupts the entire card, and then it's just junk. Yeah, it's... 
All right, RIP my Toy Story 2 saves. Well, you know, uh, I hope uh, folks don't try to use N64 save packs. <laughs> I guess that's the thing. You know but what? I I'll go further. Don't use N64, period. Oh, my God. There it is. <laughs> right. no, 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 no. N64 no. is great. This is a great concept. I do like my N64. I love I, my EverDrive. It's, yeah. it's good. It's fun. I, I have, good. I too have an EverDrive. And we're not, we're not N64 haters, even though that's kind of a reputation we've garnered. I'm an N64 <laughs> if, I, if I could, if, if I had a hammer and I had a copy of Metroid Prime and an N64 in front of me, I would hit both of them. Metroid <laughs> Prime is not for the N64. You, you're just going for the shock value now. All right. He's so, just trying to, he's just trying to, there's no N64. Franchise that didn't get a better version on the GameCube. That's true. Mm, sin and uh, punishment. Except for that. <laughs> except for that. There you go. There's one. <laughs> yeah, but but it got a better version. But it got a better version on the Wii. the Wii, which is basically a GameCube yeah. 2.5. So uh, I knew you were gonna say that as a technicality, but no, I I kind of like the the original. I have them both, but I kind of like the original uh, for whatever reason. But anyway, this is not an N64 cast. <laughs> so, uh, you know, I'll talk about good systems on well, this Well, moving cast. right along, we, we're <laughs> going to talk about two more games that, like Gex and like uh, Bug 2, well, they have nothing in common with those games. <laughs> but they, the one thing they do have in... Okay, so they have something in common with those games. They are completely not Halloween games, but they have some really good Halloween-y segments in them. Um, which again, like when you're running out of content <laughs> for, for Halloween and you're scratching your head going like, what are we going to talk about this Halloween? Uh, yeah, it got me thinking that we, we ought to have folks take a look at Shining Force 3, uh, the Kronos village and graveyard and, and then the Vandal mansion. Um, and then Shining the Holy Ark with the, uh, the like haunted forest and then the Aberdeen mansion. Uh, so I reached out to the Shining the Holy, sorry, the Shining Force 3 Discord server and said, Hey guys, could anybody help me with like save game files for the community? So people would, uh, so people would actually bother to check out these games because it takes a while to get to those points in the game. And I mean, most people are just going to be checking them out for Halloween they're probably not going to have the time to devote to slogging through and getting up your level and everything and watching all of the cutscenes to get to those points. So to the rescue comes Knight of Dragon and Ricopso. I think I'm saying that right. Ricopso or Rika? Rika PSO. Rika PSO. Okay. <laughs> well, anyway, to the rescue comes the, uh, the Shining Force 3 Discord server. Uh, these two fine gentlemen prepared debug saves that basically plop you right down in those scenarios so that you can just jump right in on real hardware or emulator emulation and experience those things um for yourself and pat you got to play through some of it right you even streamed it i played through all of it nice did you die through well, besides, all of it absolutely i died on all <laughs> on all three out of four of them Technically, nice. I survived the last one because it was actually winnable. Thanks, Knight. Appreciate it. So, so what do you think about Shining, Shining Force Three? Like, this was your introduction to the game, right? Yep. Yeah. So, if I had a, if I, 
if I had a copy of Metroid Prime and Shiny Force 3 and a hammer, oh, no, I'm just joking. Not uh, taking the bait. Take your bait uh, off. Go away. Put it in your tackle basically, box. I actually really enjoyed what I played a Shiny Force 3, and I actually really want to play it now as an RPG. I was surprised how good it was. It felt like Fire Emblem, except good. It's no, sure really. Oh, come on. <laughs> is there, is the, I think the, the list of games you like is shorter than the games of... Uh, we, we, you should just name the games you like. We'll be finished faster. He's like, never mind, guys. I don't even like Saturn. <laughs> just yeah, do this. I hate the Saturn. <laughs> yeah. Uh, Patrick doesn't even I like just, video games. I hate them all. I don't like any video games, no. But I'm just joking. I love Fire Emblem. But it's it feels like Fire Emblem. I love the the, the gameplay style of it. I think it's fair yeah. if you're if you're Symbios and his army. Mm -hmm. I don't think it's fair if you're versing against him because no. he will literally shove an entirety of a fist up your butt. Yes, and that's he... not an ex exaggeration. Like save one is Vandal Mansion, but it's a twist. You don't play as as Symbios and his army, you play as Ob, you play as uh, Obdark and his band of skeletons and Succubi, or Vandal in the U.S. version of it. I learned. Uh, Succubi, the Succubi get the good suck, but uh, you basically have to uh, you have to fight your way and try and try and beat uh, the entire army. Well, all of them are beatable. They're only like level thirty, so all of them are killable. But Symbios is level hundred, and all of his attacks like gain a bunch of health back so you could do like you can do like maybe 12 damage each and one of his attacks will gain like an extra 12 back so it's like it's like three steps forward one step back mm -hmm. and it's pretty much unwinnable at least skill wise for me i know knight says it's beatable but you have to do a lot of exploiting and that was the first time i actually played shining force was that mission so that was like a there's like th it's like not like put yourself in the pool or throw yourself in the pool it's like throwing yourself into the middle of an ocean mm. in terms of exp experiencing shining force 3. it's like one of those it's like one of those like one-off episodes of an anime or something like where you're in the viewpoint of the of the enemy you know <laughs> instead or you're uh, getting slaughtered you're mm -hmm. dying and you yeah, just you realize no like how powerful those characters are yeah because you're just literally dog meat and uh yeah that was a fun concept uh you do kind of have to just use your your army as like pawns you know and just like they're disposable um i was i was not able to beat any of the scenarios that knight put together um but i still had fun with them and again like it's it's just interesting to see it from you know the bad guy's perspective because they literally just get shit on <laughs> Honestly, if Knight put Symbios at 50, I think it would be much, much more fair. <laughs> that is my opinion. If, if he was, like, at least at 50 or 60, but fair. But he did say that there's a way to exploit if you just use the Succubi to charm all the teammates and have them attack each other. Mm. So I think I might do that. But usually, but with that, I only use the Skeletons as, as bait. But I also made a bunch of mistakes where I put, like, I didn't know that, uh, that Symbios could attack me through the stairs. On, by the top of it, and he like killed like three of my main succubi guys that could have been used to kill him. So yeah, kind of get by guys. Sorry, yeah. succubi guys. Succubi yeah, guys. Yeah, I'm, I'm in. Succubi, the succubi guys, and the 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 other the other the the other magician dudes. Did you did you play the graveyard by any chance, like outside the mansion? Oh uh, yeah, I played all of it. Yeah. Okay. So, would you would you recommend this to folks to check it out? Like, did it have a a Halloween vibe? 
to it or like a creepy you know it, grave. it, it, it kind of reminded me more of like the final you know final fantasy 7 the great the grave the tr the train graveyard area mm -hmm. remind me a lot about of that if any of you guys played that game so it gave me a lot of that vibe so i really like that i love rpg haunted stuff so it reminds me maybe i'll play final fantasy today uh <laughs> but yeah i really enjoyed it i think it's it was well, a lot of fun you're wearing your playstation and... shirt so following yeah. plans now made <laughs> and what exactly but, uh, the problem i have with these 3ds rpgs is that they have for fire emblem and for uh shining forest they had these beautiful sprite animations and they, then they went to these janky polygonal meshes which animate really badly and it's it's like no comparison i think they should have just they should have done a mix like uh in grandia like keep the the the, the characters as 2d sprites so you can animate them and not have these janky uh dudes running around i, I kind of like the idea of the, the sprites within the the outer world then when it's a battle it's the models but I kind of think that that's what it was like for Fire Emblem, though. For the Awakening, that's how it was. Mm -hmm. Like, only the battles were in 3D. The, the the actual overworld was in 2D for the most part, and the animation. It was only with the newer Fire Emblem on the Switch that actually had full 3D models for everything. Yeah. yeah back from the, uh, the GameCube version. Yeah, there were GameCube versions. And, <laughs> the, and, this, and the Switch uh, animations, they're still not as good as the old GBA animations, so go figure. They still haven't figured out proper 3D animations for uh, the, the attacks. So I think they should have stuck to that in, uh, in Shining Forest 3. But, but that's but I digress. I mean, I, I think just I, I like the charm of it. Honestly, yeah. I like the charm of the 3D models. Me too. I, I think that it's something that uh, before I really got into the game, uh, I would see still frames, you know, like screenshots. And I would think, oh, this doesn't look that impressive. But in motion, it actually, it, it, I, you know, I'm with it. You know, I think that it, I like it. It's a, it's an aesthetic that I can totally get with. And uh, honestly, I just love the, like, crappy voice, you know, bear my Arctic blast, you know, like all of the crazy <laughs> yeah. vocals, you know, like the, the, the voice acting is terrible, but it's great at the same time. Um, Fear you know. my power. <laughs> yeah, as a there, game, like I think it's a phenomenal game. Time. Yeah, it's a phenomenal yeah. game, and there are those little things that just make you smile about it. So, but I mean, I definitely think that it's a game that people should play. You should definitely play it from the beginning, Pat. Um, maybe you I could continue wanna, streaming like, it. I'd, I'd be down. I, I kind of want to beat Soccer Wars before I start playing it, though. Understood. Yeah. <laughs> Did like, you play? I, I, right. mm -hmm. Did you play the Mega Drive? Uh, uh, Shining Force. No, One I never Oh, okay. Do I need to play, you, those to play this one? I don't know. Uh, do you need to play Shining I Force Knight, 1 and 2? Knight told me that the only one that I have to play is Shining Force 2, but that's only for the, the first Shining game, right? Shining and the Holy Ark? The only oh. games you need to play in this saga is uh, Holy Ark and Shining Force 3. The other games really make no mention of, uh, or mm. are not mentioned at all in Ark and 3. Yeah, they're, they're all little shining wisdom. Shining wisdom, you have to play, right? You don't have to play that. No, you, you could avoid that. I, I, meant, I meant, I meant, if you want to play, if you want to continue the story of two, right? Right. Yeah. I got and, you. yeah. And you want to get the European version, not the U.S. version. Really? 
Yeah, because the game was translated twice, once for Europe and once for uh, the US. And the US was done by working design, so any mention of Shining Force 2 is removed. So you want oh. the European version where it makes sense with the Shining Force 2 storyline. Yeah, it's kind of weird they did all that. Like, we were talking about how they did retcons of stuff, but it's on the, the share stream for the live stream if you guys want to watch that. But basically, they basically removed all... Re and, and, the Shining, and the Shining Force 3, the US version, they removed all references to a sequel. And like he said just before, with Shining Wisdom, it removes all references to Shining Force 2 in the US. Mm. So, wait, I'm getting confused. So for Shining Force 3, you need to play Shining the Holy Ark, which is the Mega Drive dungeon crawler, not the SRPG. Correct? So Shining the Holy Ark is... That's Shining... a Saturn one. Saturn. That's a Saturn joint. Yeah, and we're actually going to talk about that next. We probably should, because we're... If we want to, you know have this thing wrap in time <laughs> but, so yeah, it's a good transition yeah a good transition <laughs> speaking of shining the holy ark uh that's the other game uh <clears throat> that's the one that i played more recently like i was actually playing through that game uh with my son and our my save file got corrupted <laughs> apparently i don't know doing you know copying back and forth with slingas or whatever you know i just ran into an issue where like i could not reload my my save anymore but um but yeah, no, I mean, that was one of those ones where the mansion was, you know, Abergain Mansion, it's a huge part of, you know, it's a good, uh, you, you spend a lot of time there grinding your characters and, uh, and you know, slaying a bunch of, you know, weird, mon weird looking two-headed monsters and zombies and ghosts and what have you. Um, <clears throat> and there are like, you know... Uh, there are these pixies that you can find in like the picture some of the picture frames uh, there are rooms with like floating you know floating haunted items and stuff like that and special switches where you can open up uh you know you can open up uh like a hidden corridor uh to find treasure and stuff like that so yeah like it, it, it's you know it's like your stereotypical haunted two-story haunted mansion you know it's two stories right night I haven't played that battle in forever, so I couldn't tell you. Is that right? Okay, well, it's not a strategy RPG, though, like like uh, Shiny Force 3. Instead, it's a, like a first-person dungeon crawler, kind of. And then when you go into the battles, you can see, like, all three of your three or four of your characters at the bottom, and they kind of take turns doing damage to the enemy. But, uh, um, yeah, no, it, you, you do walk the corridors of Abergeen Mansion in first-person, and I uh, believe it's got an upstairs and a downstairs, and it might even have like a basement. Um, and the map is very, you know, it's it's very detailed and convoluted to the point where you go in there as like a level 12 or 13, and you're just like, how the hell am I going to get through this mansion? You know, because there's all sorts of stuff that wants to kill you. Um, but yeah, no, it's it's got the creepy vibes, and it's got the creepy music, and I, I love it. You know, I think that, I think that it's an it's a nice, you know, just that experience in itself. Uh, being able to play through the mansion on like a Halloween night is a great way to spend a few hours. Uh, and so, if folks are you know have explored every game on the Saturn that's like a qualifies as like a spooky game, I think that they would uh, do themselves a favor to download Recapus Rika. Re how do you say his name again? Rika PSO. Rika like PSO. Online. Yeah. Okay, Rika PSO. Yeah, he uh, he provided us a uh, 
a debug save that just like plops you right down in front of the mansion with the key uh, with a with a full party and you can just go ham on the mansion but it's not going to be easy because he didn't make you he didn't make you like op or anything like that he definitely made it so it's going to be kind of a you know a challenge to get through but have, have anybody here played that like played through the mansion at all no i haven't had a chance to play through it sadly okay well it's not halloween yet you have now you have something you could do for tomorrow yes, yes. But uh, I just remembered that I tested this one on a Saturn and then there was another one which was also a dungeon crawler on the Mega Drive. And I think it was also from the Shining series. Yes, that's Shining in the Darkness. Ah, okay. That's, that's the first one, isn't it? Yeah, that's the first Shining game ever made, yeah. Ah, okay, so yeah, yeah you're right. Is there a reason why the characters in Shining the Holy Ark look a lot like uh, um, Golden Sun characters? Is, is are, there, are there some people Camelot. involved? Same yep. company, up Camelot. Yeah, same company. Oh, okay. Yeah, that, that explains a lot. Because they called they it Sonic Software Planning on the on the Saturn, but uh, it was really just Camelot. Yeah, that explains a lot. I just saw these characters and I thought that's 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 Golden Sun, or the other way around. You are correct, sir. <laughs> yep, and uh, and I mean Golden Sun games, uh, they're okay. Uh, you know, some people are like huge fans of it. I'm like, eh. There's so much good. There are so many good RPGs on the GBA and even the DS that I was like, eh, Golden Sun was kind of like fair to middling, but. Uh, and I'm and I'm like, the one with opinions. Either. What was That's that? True. I don't like Golden Sun either. The uh, the tone just wasn't right, and also the battle system sucked. You, you know, your, your your party members can be swinging at nothing because you got to memorize how much health if if the enemy dies before they get to them. Oh yeah, that does kind of yeah. suck. Yeah. I feel like I I haven't given that a fair shake. Two different times I tried getting into Golden Sun and I just stopped for. I don't even remember why. Maybe I'm with you on that one, and I also don't like it. I don't know, but well, I, I feel like I need to give it a fair shake one of these days because I close high school buddies of mine. It's mm. one of their favorite games of all time. Tried to get into is like that. That that describes it for me. I've tried to get into yeah. the series like multiple times, and every time uh, it's like yeah, starts slow. I it doesn't hook I mean, you. Every, people who love it friggin' love it. Mm -hmm. Like they do. It just but yeah, it does not hook you. It's 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 got a really good story. I I like I like the characters and the tone, but it's it's just too drawn out. It has the RPG pro problem. It it should just be shorter. They shouldn't just draw this out for so long. But yeah, I made it to the second lighthouse, which is like the end of the first game, and I haven't finished it yet because mm. I've I've gotten tired of it, but. I, I I love Golden Sun. It's I, for me. It's I like Golden Sun one to our best RPGs on the GBA. No. Uh, I don't <clears throat> know which of which. Maybe are you talking about uh, what's it called, Earthbound Free? Because or because that might be the best one on the GBA. Um. Well, I'm curious though. So Knight as a 
as like a uber fan of the shining series or at least the shining force 3 what, what are your thoughts on shining the holy ark um i like it but to me it's a little slow and if you're playing it straight through the frame rate kind of hurts my eyes oh but if you're if you're playing it in short bursts doing like one dungeon at a time i, I find it more enjoyable that way so that's pretty much all i could say about the game it's huh. do you recommend I, I'm, that I'm folks done. try out the save oh yeah absolutely i mean it's, it's just one of those games where you're gonna love it or you're not you're gonna hate it there's really no strong in between with that game yeah i i i i I definitely it grew on me uh, it's got a very long fmv opening or not fmv or i don't know what it yeah, how it's rendered that, yeah that's the thing that really sucks the beginning it's like 10 minutes of just chatting and you there needs to be a patch that makes it skippable honestly because yeah. that'll just make it so that people who have actually played the game before and just want to like jump into a new campaign could do that without you know or else we'll just use these uh, debugged saves. They can just dump us in. But anyway, whether you guys like it, like the game or not, I mean, she shouts to Rika Piazzo uh, to uh, uh, for for making it, for making the save, so that the community could experience Aberdeen Mansion. And shouts to Knight uh, for those saves for Shining Force Three. Uh, good, good Halloweeny, spooky content for you guys to experience. Uh, if you've really kind of done done it all, seen it all, you know, in terms of like the the spooky games on Saturn, and we know, you know, we've covered those ones in the past. And we really only have one more game for this uh, for this cast to talk about, and it, this is our uh, obscure game of the cast. Uh, I think it's obscure because I only found out about it this year. <laughs> <laughs> and that's well this uh, is definitely obscure yeah, yeah this horror qualifies for sure <laughs> another pc or mac port you know it's called horror tour on the saturn but it was uh zeta's servant of shield on uh on pcs and it was published by occ and developed by caravan interactive released in march of 1996 plays kind of like a, a mist clone i would say what, what would you say nick oh i actually didn't get a chance to play it unfortunately this is oh, okay. one that i was really excited about trying out this um, one that jason streamed right this did not i did not have the time i think i think he might have i think about okay I can, so I can easily i can go check but i'm pretty sure he's played this one essentially um, essentially you it's so it is kind of like a slideshow you you can move forward you can move si you know turn sideways you can interact with objects in the mansion or in the castle it's a haunted castle actually and uh you know you're you, the whole like you basically have a frame you know that, that surrounds the screen and then you have like the actual window that's like rendered or whatever uh, and the frame, you know, has like all sorts of, you know, spiders and skulls and stuff like that. And it's got like this creepy Halloween vibe. It is called Horror Tour, after all. And, um, you know, as you're walking through. Tour uh, of Horror. Yeah, I mean, similar to like D, I or would say. As Tour, Tour, if you will. Yeah, I kind of feel like D, I kind of feel like D is similar to this game, but like so much better. Uh, it, but I still think that folks c should check this out if they have an ODE or just a cheap cdr that they want to like burn it on and and check it out it's got you know the it's got the eerie music it it's in japanese and you won't understand 
if you don't speak Japanese and you won't understand anything that the lady in the painting is saying or any of the voices that talk to you or the text that you have to read. Um, and there are instances where you just die and you're not exactly sure why you died. <laughs> um, but the game does have a save feature. And uh, yeah, so it's, it's an obscure game. Like I said, that I only found out about this last year when I was going through like the when I was when I was building my uh, my satiator library and I was like, oh, interesting horror tour. What's the original name again? Zetas, Z-E-D-D-A-S colon servant of sheol um interestingly yeah, enough funny oh go ahead sorry i saw to put some play i did a google search search of it and on the and on like i think a, a couple posts down is our cast on the horror games no kidding the yeah. horror music the horror music you did yeah if you search horror tour sega saturn and you scroll down you'll find a picture being the thumbnail of the podcast that you just did the the music one yeah well, so did I mean, you a music song from that, or I did, yeah, I put I I pulled a a track track six or something like that, track six or ten, I don't know. I pulled one of the tracks from this game, and uh, it's not great. Like it's 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 one of the weaker tracks on that. Uh, um, yeah, it's one of the we weaker tracks on that uh, um, entire collection that I did, but uh, but still, you know, it it. it it, I felt like it belonged there. It, it's just that the music is not high def. You know, it's very kind of crunchy. And, uh, you know, so the sample rate is kind of low or whatever. And maybe that's a product of it being ported over from the, the PC or the Mac. Which, uh, you know, this might actually be one of those games that would be easily done. Uh, because there's just not that much spoken dialogue. Not that much in it. Uh, and it was a port from the PC or the Mac, so I think that it would make a good, uh, easy project. But I could be wrong, you know, maybe it's not that easy. Um, but anyway. Well, are there good emulators for Mac or Windows 3.x, I think is also, there's also a version I'm reading here. Uh, well, you could play it that way, or... Maybe it would be a good idea to make a Saturn, uh, a Japanese, uh, uh, an, an English Saturn version because that would make the game more readily available. I don't know. Confused. Is there even Japanese in this game? I'm going through a video and I don't see anything. Hold on, I'm I'm stepping crashed. away for a second. You guys need to roll with it. <laughs> just I'm stepping oh, away okay. for just a second. All right. All right. Um, I just thought you were thinking really hard. <laughs> Some reason cover art reminds me of, like fighting vipers. I have no idea why. Probably because it looks awful. Yeah. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah the beer cover. Maybe it's just maybe just me, but almost like the way that they designed the female characters. Are they trying to go for sexy? Yeah, of course. I mean, the, I, guess. I, I mean, honestly, the wrong, the one on the right, I think, is probably the sexiest, though. That's just my opinion. <laughs> but yeah, no. But seriously, though, I think that's what they're going for. The back cover is also more uh, sexy, I guess, more sexy uh, attempts, but not as good attempts. But yeah, no. The game is looks interesting. I didn't get a chance to play it myself, but from what I've I've seen of it, it looks kind of interesting. Uh, 
it looks like uh the one, one on the back the one on the left on the back of the cover looks like a a uh, dollar store uh morgana from uh or morgan from uh uh dark stalkers looking it up maybe that's just me that thinks it you said it was it's on the, the back pink. cover it's on it's on the far left cover on the on oh the yeah that's well. like wish.com morgan morgan yeah exactly <laughs> wish.com Love it. very strangely of... rendered 3d there's like a wish.com chung lee after the right and then the one in the front i don't know what they're going for there dollar stores Just... uh wish.com uh blood rain this is a very the, these are very upsetting looking 3d characters uh <laughs> I actually kinda like it. they don't look good <laughs> i actually kind of like i kind of like this yeah. style like okay, this era okay. and especially like playstation 2 like the way like uh soul caliber or like rumble roses looks I like that. Yeah, I like that stuff. Yeah. Well, man, I, like I haven't that, heard yeah. Rumble Roses in ages. Yeah. Like the Tekken like cutscenes, I'm all about that. It's yeah. just this is this is like weird. I don't know. I don't know. I like this yeah, sort of like part. quasi-realistic versus like the overly detailed capture. Right. Yeah. Well, in, you know. Anyway, so the Rodavel, Rodi, Rod. Rodivdel, I don't know how to, how to pronounce this castle, fell into an evil grasp of Zetas, who worked his foul spells upon the place to hide it from mortal eyes. Now you must walk these same haunted halls, trying to undo the harm that this demon has wrought. Can you restore the castle? You must, uh, you must your own cunning against the fiend's treachery to unravel the, uh, sinister mysteries that this place holds so um essentially uh without you know a guide or without playing it on the original uh pc or something like that i'd say this probably it's one of those ones where i've enjoyed the vibes and i've enjoyed you know kind of like walking through the castle and kind of like playing it blindly but i end up dying every time and and so it's something where i you know i i think folks should check it out because it is kind of an obscure game and uh and not many folks know about it um but it's 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 really a one-off kind of thing you know check it out for halloween uh and see what you think and let us know but it's definitely not you know i don't know if there's anybody out there who would take the time to to even uh work on it you know because it's just it's like i said it's kind of like mist but just not as good so did you say that playing this is kind of like trying to play Phantasmagoria on the Saturn? Not good. Is it a little more accessible, at least, than that? Well, this just doesn't really have... It doesn't really have FMV. It's got... I mean, so it's got areas where you walk through and you, you end up in a room. There's a painting on the wall. You go up to the painting and you can click the painting. And then the painting will, like, animate and talk to you. And she'll be yeah. asking you questions like, do you, you know... And she sounds very serious, like, you know, <laughs> she needs your help. And I'm just like, yeah. uh, I have no idea what you're saying. And you keep clicking hi or yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're just trying to like, you know, <laughs> blindly like work your way through Japanese, it. you know, <laughs> exactly. But I mean, and then and then you go downstairs and you're like in the kitchen or something like that. And some, you know, similar to D, I don't know, you you click on the wrong thing and you drink some poison and you die or you click on something that's haunted and it animates and kills you. So, I mean, yeah, but but there isn't, you know, it's not like a lot of cheesy FMV. It's more just like, you know, an interactive 
uh, pre-rendered environment similar to Mist. You know, you'd click on a door and it would open and there would be some kind of animated thing. It's just that the whole thing is rendered in this tiny little postage stamp screen, you know, in the middle. Uh, and that's probably probably just limitations, you know, bringing it over from... Yeah. Yeah, exactly. So, but, you know, still, it's it's a curiosity for sure that folks should check out and maybe Lampoon. <laughs> you know, I can imagine on a... On a on a uh, film cow stream, it would be fun, you know. <laughs> with oh, I'm folks. sure Jason yeah. would have a field day. Yeah, with this one. Yeah, <laughs> maybe have a translator along through it. Yeah, yeah. I just looked it up, and the letterbox thing is from the original. Maybe it would also. It's not on GRG because it's too obscure. But it, and I'm not gonna link to to the site where I found this. Uh, but. This might also be a candidate for just playing the original Mac <laughs> or Windows version first yes. and then going back to, to the Sega Saturn version. Same with like Zork, you know? Like, why play Zork on the Saturn when it's like you could play it on the Internet Archive right now? You know, you, it's available so many different platforms, you know? But uh, yeah, so anyway, it exists and folks should know about it. Or at least now they do, because we told you. <laughs> Go play it. That's like... Nice. I, I got nothing to add to this. Yeah, no. So, um, check it out. If I you guys... Play I'll, I'll play it now. Yeah, yeah, you should. <clears throat> you should. One question I still have, uh, which just came to me, is... Do Phantasmagoria and... Uh, Zedas have mouse support? Uh, Phantasm on the Saturn does. I didn't try it out. I could have, but um, according to Sega Retro and pretty much every other website that talks about it, yeah, it does. It does support the mouse. I don't know about. The, yeah, I don't know. There is a there is a mouse cursor on uh, in in Zetas. You know, there is a mouse cursor, but I don't know if it supports it or not. Uh, so I can't speak to that. But just another project just another thing you know no, yeah exactly so um well anyway yeah that's all the games we have to talk about how do we want to how do we want to wrap this thing hopefully there's something in there for for folks to check out this halloween and uh if not then go play like all of the much more popular halloween games <laughs> play resident evil i mean that's what i'm gonna do so yeah yeah, yeah. i i think Maybe a good idea would be you guys make a Halloween contest for next year and then everybody uh, makes a Halloween game and then we can talk about those. So we have new games because we're running out of games. Yeah, Craig start Stadler working now. That, that would be amazing. That would be amazing. Instead Craig's... of the weird looking 3D babes, it's just Craig in different outfits. Or I'm like he down. has a cameo in Phantasmagoria. There you go, yeah. He's yeah. golfing, he just gets shot or something. Craig Tasmagoria. <laughs> oh, dang. Oh, yeah. It, 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 it's like he opens the door, he's just saying, hmm. He's got a cutscene in Pebble Beach where he says, uh, I've got to show my killer instinct on this hole or something along <laughs> yeah. those lines. He says killer instinct. <laughs> it's like, oh, my God. <laughs> There's like a gory scene where they like they like chop somebody in half, and he's like right down the middle. <laughs> Great shot! <laughs> Great shot! Wait, you're making you'll make the cut. 
<laughs> That'd be perfect. I, I'd be down to play a Craig Stadler horror game. Oh yeah, you, you like good. miss, and he says you should probably practice your approach shots some more. Yeah, and then he just stabs you with the golf. Exactly. Club. It's okay. Leave it to me. <laughs> All right. Well, I guess to wrap up, let's thank our patrons. We got Cwen here in the chat, who also is going to get thanks for the cast. At uh, we got Emerald Nova, jo Johannes Fetz, Three Two Bit Stuff, Derek A Team finally upgraded his fixed his Patreon thing, so it shows the right amount. So there's the right tier. Uh, Mumphus, uh, Tanu Tanuki Trev, and then Young Money Swee. Thank you very much, guys, for backing. If you guys want to get shout on the podcast and Shiro Show, ten dollars and above will get you all access patrons, and you can be shouted on the show. Uh, Twenty dollars actually gets you on the cast, which uh which is is uh is the tier that uh c one's at so if you want to be on our next show like c one uh definitely back some patron twenty dollar you could be on the show quarterly so uh yeah um thank uh if you guys want to check out our merch you check out our threadless store at, uh i think it's like a threadless that say sound sure or just on our website sound dot com mm -hmm. and of course like and subscribe our content uh favorite us ring the bell and uh share us out let people know that we're good we do halloween stuff we're scary and uh send us your trick or, your, your trick-or-treating candy of course that's the other way you could support us and go oh, check yeah. out uh nick's jam video that just dropped today oh, thanks a weird Sounds thing people are like i've seen people tweet out the, that video by pasting the link themselves and youtube's metadata won't update so it has the old title and default thumbnail hmm. whenever, whenever people post it to twitter which i can't like i tried googling it figuring out like why it's doing that and i don't I know there, there's no catch. help I should anyway, guys. Catch thing. yeah we'll yeah i don't know i gotta drop but um it was good right. talking to you guys and uh folks Dude. until next time this has been i've been saturn dave train of co Night of Dragon, Sea Win, Xenos Interactive, and of course, Nick Pandemonium, bringing you an alive Shiro podcast and reminding you to go play your Sega Saturns. Yeah, go play. Peace. You must. You must play Sega Saturn. <laughs>